This is Gridiron and Grits. Just two men talking about sports and food. Now, here are your hosts, the Jenks Man and Johnny Smokes. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Gridiron and Grits, edition 3.0. I'm the Jinx Man. He's Johnny Smokes, and we are so thankful to be with you today right here on another Saturday morning. John Boy, I got to tell you, man, this thing right here has just been racking my brain when it comes to news. So, you know, we have... It's just been kind of a weird year, isn't it? I mean, for for Alabama fans, especially, and just football fans in the South in general, uh, but especially Alabama fans, as as you lose Nick Saban, uh, you gain a new coach, you're trying to get used to all that, and everything's kind of just wish, you know, washing around your head. You're like, all right, I got to just accept things are different now. They're going to be different. At least I still got Eli up there. And no, no, that's not the case anymore. No, 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 that is not the case. And that's the that's what's interesting about it, man, is like – you know, you feel like change is happening in all aspects of the program. And that's, mm-hmm. it's just interesting. I, 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 I didn't know. see this one coming. I didn't. No, I didn't either. Especially after Eli coming back from uh, cancer and all of a sudden now it's like, well, he, he welcomed me back. He did just the home games. And I thought maybe that was because of his health, just him not needing to travel and all that kind of stuff. But um, learning new things the past few days. Yeah, we are. We really are. And and especially um, there was an interview that was put out Thursday morning mm-hmm. um, that was really, really telling yeah. about some of the details um, that happened. So, I, you know, I, I'm just I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy. And, either, and I man. guess I guess we can we can uh, further opine after the after this little segment. But uh, yeah, let's, you know, let's show this interview. Go into it, it was from Fox Six. It's Mike Doberly and Janice Rogers. And uh, Janice had already spoken with Eli after she found out about what had happened. And anyway, it's an interview with Eli Gold. It happened Thursday morning. Let's hear from it right here on Fox Six, Birmingham. Well, this morning, uh, people obviously still reacting to that news that the University of Alabama is not keeping Eli Gold as the voice of Alabama football. Yeah, after 35 years or so, it was certainly a surprise to him as well. Let's go straight to the source. Eli Gold joining us now by phone this morning to talk about this for the first time with us. Uh, Eli, good morning. How are you this morning? I am doing well, guys. Great to be on with you. And, uh, you know, life goes on. It does indeed. But Eli, I'm going to be honest with our viewers that, that you and I did talk yesterday and I could hear the disappointment uh, in your voice. Um, what can you share with our viewers today about that? Yeah, nothing new, really. It was just, you know, the university, as they told me, they have chosen to go in a different direction. You know, that's one of those catch-all phrases that uh, you often hear. Uh, they chose to go in a different direction. The, uh, my contract expires the end of June, and they will pay me through the end of my contract, and uh, then I have not been retained. So after 36 years, uh, all great things must come to an end. Eli, um, did you have any indication, or were you completely caught off guard? I was, the first time it was approached to me, I was caught off guard. So I, I've had an idea that something was going, and you know, even last year when I came back from cancer, uh, I was healthy. I was cleared by the doctors, uh, and the university had me doing just the home games. Then they added the road game at Auburn, the Iron Bowl. Uh, but I, I could tell something was up, uh, and, uh, you know, then we just had meetings 
within the last two weeks, uh, an in-person meeting and a Zoom meeting. And uh, they told me that I was, uh, you know, my, my, my time was done at the end of this contract. So, Eli, just to be clear now, so last year the decision for you to only do home games and then also the, the Iron Bowl was not your decision. And this year your health is not a concern. That's correct. I had my, I had, I did not at all make that decision last year. I tried to get them to let me do the road games. That they felt they they could not for a myriad of reasons, and uh, and and this was all. Uh, and and this year again, this has been strictly the university's call. They have they and and Learfield Communications, the right shoulder, and they just felt it was time to go in a different direction. Wow! 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 So, so you can you can just feel the uh, disappointment in Eli's voice because it's not your your normal. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You know that that just fire. The crimson tide, wearing the white pant with the red stripe, the red helmet with the white stripe down the middle, the number on the side. We've seen <laughs> the Alabama helmets every year; they haven't changed, yes. but we still get that description every week. <laughs> Here's the deal. I just just moving forward real quick, and we'll come back. I, it's not that I have any ill will towards Chris Stewart or whoever. And Chris is going to be the new. Chris is phenomenal. Announcer. I love him. I he's love a phenomenal broadcaster. I think he's a, he does a great job. But Eli Gold is who, since 1988, I've been listening to. And I, look, I was born in 77. So 11 years old until now, you do the math. I'm 46. And uh, I've been listening to Eli Gold every Saturday. And people, you know, it's a joke. It's an on running joke for years that I just turn the TV down and listen to Eli. That's what people do. And have done for years because he he they just appreciate what he does and and the way he does it, the uh, energy and enthusiasm he has for the team and and to see him go out like this is just it's just hard. We didn't realize as we were discussing it, talking about the top broadcasters are some of our favorite broadcasters that this would be the conversation we'd be having. No. you know the, the the first part of the show. No idea. And so he, the thing is, man, and like we you know you and I have discussed previously is like. Greg Burns there as as the athletic department representative making, I assume, making some of these decisions as well, um, along with you know, the members of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Um, but Greg Burns, even with the transition out from Nick Saban, I thought that I thought that was handled so well. Mm-hmm. And then we, and then we've got this a man who started broadcasting for the university when Greg Byrne was sixteen years old. Yeah. And look, let's just be honest. I mean, and we're we're sort of we definitely are Alabama homers, if you want to call us that, big fans. But Greg Byrne is not. I mean, he's a big, he's a respect, certainly a responsible um, uh, employee of the University of Alabama. He loves the University of Alabama. I'm not saying that, um, but he didn't grow up listening to Eli like right. we did. You know, so he didn't have that same loyalty when it comes to that. He is making a business decision. I'm not saying it's all his decision, but he's part of it for sure. Right. Yeah. And look, I, you know how I am, man. Like. Business is business. Yeah, and is. I'm great with that. Yeah. Um, but I saw another interview this week um, where Eli Gold had discussed that the standard that has been set at the University of Alabama has been dropping over the last few years. And I understand Eli Gold was sick the, that, the one year that he missed, you know, mm-hmm. multiple games. But last year, man, he sounded like Eli Gold. He did. And and we talk about the standard Who's, of broadcasting for the University of Alabama. Who in the heck set that standard? Eli Gold. Eli Gold. I mean, look, there were good broadcasters in the past, John Forney and um, 
Kennedy and different ones, but but Eli Gold is who the gold standard. Yeah, literally. So uh, Eli Gold now not at the University of Alabama any longer, as far as the broadcaster. He is now. Look, it's not. He made it very clear. I am not retiring. I, I did not step down. I am not retiring. This was a decision from the University of Alabama, along with the Crimson Tide Sports Network and Learfield Sports, uh, Learfield Communications. That was their decision. And as as announced yesterday, we understand he's already got a new job. He's ready to rock and roll. He's going he's going to continue on and keep broadcasting. So, I. I'm I'm grateful for that. I'm, yeah. I, I'm glad he's doing what he's doing, and, I, and I'm I'm glad he stood up for himself. Um, you know, not to take a, too far of a step back, um, but it's, Jinx, you, I know you remember this, and there there were some uh, some Italian restaurant, um, you know, fights. I guess you'd call <laughs> yeah. Italian brawl. Yeah. Um, in, back in the day in Birmingham, in, in Birmingham, yeah, and I understand that Eli Gold, you know, he may be, you know, may have been a little bit petty or whatnot, or trying to protect his brand, uh, which everybody's going to take up for himself. And and look, he might have been, he might have been, he might drive a hard bargain, you mm-hmm. know. Sure, um, we don't know what happened behind closed doors, and that's fine. Like it's fine to protect yourself, it's fine to bargain for yourself, but don't undermine a legend mm-hmm. in the midst of negotiation. Yeah. And that's where that's like, I, you know, we, we, we make a call Greg Byrne right now and, be, and him, him be our, you know, sit, sit in with us and, you know, just sitting around and him may say, man, he was hard to deal with. Yeah. If you knew what we've put up with, with him for the last 11 years, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, he's Eli Gold. You're dealing with a legend. Do you think, uh, do you think the Patriots coach was hard to deal with? <laughs> I mean, Bill Belichick. Yeah. Do you think Lombardi drove a hard bargain in a in a in a room? What about Nick Saban? Think Nick Saban was easy to deal with? I mean, come on. It does. Look at what they've done. Look at what they have. How they performed. Eli Gold, um, for me, is is will always until somebody else steps up, and I don't see that coming anytime soon. He'll always be the standard for a radio broadcast when it comes to calling any kind of sport. Right. I mean, I love to hear him call basketball when he did that. Yeah, I loved, he did good. I love to hear him do NASCAR back in the day. And, and maybe, and maybe he's going to do some of that. Turn three. Yeah, maybe some of the stuff he's going to be doing in the future again. But, man, it's not going to be the same flipping on the uh, – because, look, even we were talking about in the fall, this past fall, about the University of Alabama. We love Chris Stewart. He, he does a great job. But he's not Eli Gold, which we, we want to hear. We want to hear that. But now um, – we're not going to hear that anymore. No. We've got Chris Stewart, who is a phenomenal broadcaster, mm-hmm. but he's not a a legendary broadcaster. I don't think he'll ever be a legendary no. broadcaster. Is he passionate about Alabama athletics? Of course phenomenal. he is. Phenomenal. He is. He is, a, he is a home team boy. No doubt about that. But the, it's the sound. It is. It's the sound that you get with a guy who grew up in New York listening to an Alabama broadcaster. Mel Hall, yeah. And move south to Alabama from New York. Mm. It's it's crazy. It what is, a tie. Man. Yeah, it was a crazy story and how he got to the University of Alabama anyway. Like you said, he grew up listening to Bronx, listening to Yankees, Yankees baseball. Yep. Yeah, from an Alabama-born announcer. And he came to, to Birmingham and, and got involved with the University of Alabama. And now he's an Alabama announcer from New York. And we just, look, we love Eli Gold, and we would certainly wish him the best. We just wanted to start the show just by paying our respects to him because, man, He's he is certainly a legend and somebody we both have a lot of admiration for. Especially since this was like a topic that came up last week that we like 
didn't even plan. No. We we had there was nothing. That, we're not we're not insiders. There was <laughs> no. nothing on our radar. Yeah, we're gonna set up the next week's show. So let's we'll come back in a few moments. We got more to talk about than this. We kind of wanted to start the show with this. I am upset about vegetables. We're gonna get into that right here in just a few moments on Gridiron and Grits. This is Gridiron and Grits. It's like tailgating on the radio. Stay right there. They're not done talking. Welcome back, sports fans, to Gridiron and Grits. Tomato. And food fans. That's right. And food. So you, you just said sports fans. You left out left out half of our audience. Well, I was about to go into it. Tomato, tomato. They sound like the same, sort of. They're talking about the same thing, but they don't sound the same is what I was trying to say. And, and the thing is, when it comes to foods in different parts, not only of the nation, but in the state of Alabama, it's different. So, so moving, living in Alabama, I grew up in South Alabama. I moved to North Alabama at one point into Jasper, Alabama. Then I moved further up north into Tennessee, Tennessee. just south of Nashville. Foods, generally speaking, Southern food is Southern food, but then you got some differences. So let me ask you this. Do, All you, right. do you like that, uh, you, you know that meme that comes around at Thanksgiving every year? That's got the uh, the female preacher on it, and she says beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lambs, rams, hogs, dogs, <laughs> and it's, it basically says it says what I hope my grandma's cooking for Thanksgiving. Yeah, have yeah. you seen that? I have not seen that. I think I need to watch it. <laughs> yeah, hold on one second, and I'll play it for you. Potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, hogs, dogs, chicken, turkeys, rabbits. You name it! That's what I'm talking about right there, man. <laughs> Shirley Caesar, man. I didn't know that's who it was. Okay, I got it. Yeah, I, got I, you. I didn't know her name. And so you kind of, yeah. you, you, you you know Shirley Caesar? Yeah, oh yeah. She's legendary okay. gospel. All right, I got so you. That's, so yeah, I, now I do like it. So it's kind of like being Sounds at like grandma's house. house. Yeah. yeah. That's good, man. You know, it's certain vegetables that, and, and just foods in general that, that are just different no matter where you go. Let's get into it. Jonathan, this has been a debate for you and me for years. So it's something that we, I don't even know how it all came about, but I know it's been a, it's been a struggle in our relationship together. It has. Yeah. I mean, you're right. And we, we went to lunch yesterday and had the same conversation. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just one of the things that we talk about. Yeah. We talked to the waitress. She didn't give us much, to be honest with you. She didn't. She didn't give us a whole lot. I'm not sure she was from the south. I don't think she was. She said her grandma's never cooked a pot of butter beans. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't, she she, she is said, definitely I, either, either a them. she don't have a grandma or or something. Because I mean, her grandma's they're not from here. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. She said. She said. My grandma's. She she said something. I love my grandma's cooking, but I'm not sure my girl. I've eaten butter beans, but I'm not sure my grandma's ever made mm-hmm. a no. She ain't from around here. Ain't no doubt about. It. She's she is somewhere. Somewhere north of Kentucky, I can tell you that, just from just from the way she answered that question. Yeah, north of the Mason Dixon. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's get into it. All right, all right. So we're talking about beans, beans specifically, beans, specifically right now. beans. By the way, okay. I had these for lunch, 
And there's a lot of variety of beans. There are. All right. There's a ton of beans, probably beans we don't even know about. You go to the bean section at, at, at your local Walmart or local grocery store, you're going to get wore out trying to count them all. That's exactly right. Don't count ones. the beans. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, Becca makes a bean soup with how many beans in it? I think she's got about seven different beans in there. Seven beans. Golly. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's let's talk about this. Yeah. We get we're, you and I primarily today are talking about two different type of beans. All right, all right. So That's we're not right. we don't even have to get into seven. Yeah, all right? just two. We're going to talk about the little green one. All right, the little green one that that people call a baby llama. Baby llama. All right, and then we're talking about the big white one or cr- cream colored, whatever that, you want to call it. That's your big llama. That you people got your call baby llama and your big llama. A big llama. Uh huh. Okay, so if I if I went to my grandma's house, yeah. Okay. And, and she says, hey, I've got a big pot of beans, butter beans on the stove. Mm-hmm. When I walk over and pull the top off, top off of that pot, yeah, what do I see? Well, it's a little slice of heaven, I'll tell you that, no matter what it is. <laughs> That's exactly right. But, it is a little but slice But what you say, if she says, I got a big pot of butter beans, is that what you said? Yeah, butter beans. For me and my world and where I grew up and how I think, I'm seeing a, a there's two different kinds. There's either a, a speckled bean like it's it's green like a darker green and it has speckles on it it's a speckled butter bean or or i'm seeing what i would call because i'm colorblind and i, I get my colors a little different little, i see them a little different than everybody else but kind of a yellowish color bean or, or like i would call it a blonde bean and it's a it's a light colored and it's got a different texture similar in, in looks to what i would call a lima bean but it's different, and it's a butter bean. So those are the two times that I call butter beans. Now, you tell me where I'm wrong. Now, here's the deal. We, I like this bean talk. If I walk over and I pull the pot off, no question, big butter beans. That's going to be your that's big, be limas. big limas. Yes. Big limas. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they got a, they got a sh- shell on them. You know, but you they're can, cooked down in the soup pretty the much. The shell can almost fall off. Yeah. Yes, they're cooked down in the soup. There's mm-hmm. some ham hock and some bacon oh, mixed yeah. in. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's what my grandma's cooking. That's what we always call butter beans. That's a big llama. And you are going to call that a giant llama. So, that's a big llama. So did your grandma cook giant llamas? She cooked big llamas. And she cooked butter beans, and it was a different kind of bean. Now, butter beans, what kind of bean are you calling a butter bean? It's like a green speckled what's bean. It called, what's its official name? Speckled butter beans. <laughs> so if I go to Walmart and I, I pull out a bag of special butter beans, Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Speckled. speckled speckled butter bean that's right that's so right. where can i find this at walmart it's gonna be in the speckled butter bean aisle see this is why i think this is why i think you've kind of changed this conversation over the years you think so because because i can clearly go to walmart yeah yeah and, and if, my, some big if my mom says hey can you bring me back a a, a bag of beans i'm uh-huh. gonna make butter beans tonight yeah i could go get a bag of big llamas but you're telling me no, no. If, if you're going to get a bag of butter beans, you get a bag of butter beans. If you're going to get a bag of limas, you get a bag of limas. She said, but but which li- which beans am I getting? You are getting the ones that say lima beans or butter beans? They got it written on there. It doesn't say butter beans on it. Butter bean, butter bean, butter beans. So I went today. I don't, look, did you go look? Did you go just to look today? No, 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 no. I went to a local place here. Just up the road from your house. No, okay. And, and the grocery I went, store I that I like. There. Yeah, I walked in there. No, I, this, is, this is a little service station that serves lunch. And I walked in and I said, I want 
some of that lasagna right there. Oh, what is that right there? And I thought to my to myself, that looks like some big fat limas soaking in some ham, looking like a ham lima soup. It's lima beans is what I thought. I want. Some, I said, what are those? What are those? Just because I wanted to know what she'd say. She'd say, oh, you want some butter beans? Just about climbed over the top of her and told her. Was you going to tell her them's not butter beans? Those are lima beans. I didn't know. I, I didn't argue. I said, I want some of them butter beans right there. Because I have to, look, you just, when in Rome, you just do what Rome does. And I just had to call them butter beans. But I know without a doubt, I just ate lima beans. Yeah. I can feel in the pit of my stomach the way it's rolling around right now that I ate lima beans. I'm yeah. just saying, not butter beans. Well, here, okay. So, here, you know, just, just talking about this and, and when you brought up butter beans, Mm-hmm. Where do I find a butter bean? Mm-hmm. So there's not going to be a pack that says butter beans on it. So I, okay. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. Okay. I don't think you're going to walk in and see butter beans. All right. But apparently, this is not this is not a new debate. This is something that's been going on a while. I mean, uh, according to MasterClass.com, which I would I would trust because they bring in different people to talk about foods and actually. I think Gordon Ramsay teaches a master class. Okay. Like all these big chefs. All right. So we get the, the first the, the first thing that I see. The first thing that I see. Mm-hmm. Let the age old debate of butter beans versus lima beans come to an end. The two are simply different names for the same legume. Are you serious? So you're saying it's the same bean, just different variations. Just different, same bean, different name, same name. Are different speckled name. butter beans the same as lima beans? Jim? Different name for the same bean. I'm disappointed. I, first of all. How my, did we get, at what point in history did this get mixed up? I don't know. At what point? That's a butter bean right there. That w- looks like a butter bean right there that you point, and I'm looking at it. It's a dark colored bean. But tell me this, at what That's point? That's a speckled butter bean. At what point did your grandma and my grandma go on different paths. I don't know. They met somewhere at a church and just drew a line in the sand, I reckon. But I'm going to tell you what, that right there does not look like the lima beans I just ate while ago. No. Look totally But what the lady call them when you ordered them? She called them butter beans. Butter beans. But that's up. That's because I'm up here. And if I'd have gone just south of Tuscaloosa, down towards South Alabama, she'd have said, you want some of these lima beans? And I said, that ain't what they call them up north. And so, you know, that's what I'm saying. And then it feels weird to call this up north. You know what's North funny? Alabama. This what's recipe that? calls for frozen speckled, frozen speckled baby limas, about four cups of them. Or uh, go back up. It says frozen speckled butter beans or baby limas. That's not helping your cause. It's not helping at all. <laughs> I'm mad at, mad at the so, wet hand right now. So, so do they taste we, the same? Wait, are we settling the debate right now that we've had this whole time? Uh, you're saying it's the same that bean. Your butter bean, you can call them butter beans and I can call them butter beans? No. I'm saying when I'm living up here and I want some big fat limas, what I call them, I'm going to have to ask for butter beans. That's the only way, they, that's the only way they're going to serve you, them to me. You know, when we talked to the guy at the meeting three, you know, which, you know, I, I, I'm i grateful for the lady down at the on the hot food line mm-hmm. that, that, that confirmed my suspicions that the white one's the butter beans. Mm-hmm. But when we talked to the meeting three that me and you frequent a lot, yeah, yeah. he wasn't committed on it. He really wasn't. He said, you talk about the speckled limas or the white limas? Mm. He stuck with lima. He would lima. not commit. He never threw butter into the mix. To butter bean. Yeah. No. So you, you may be out there thinking, why are they talking about butter beans? Because this has been an ongoing thing. Oh, we have been talking about this 
10 years now. Yeah, I started off settle this debate. I started off saying tomato, tomato. Obviously, we call it tomato or mater, but or mater. But it, here's the thing when it comes to beans, there's a difference. They taste different. Now, look, here's the thing I love both of them. I'm going to eat both of them. I'm going to get a big old helping of them. Both of them, and both of them need to be cooked with some ham. There needs to be some variation of hog up in there. I'm just throwing that out there to make them taste good. There needs to be bacon, ham hock, some sort of pork involved. And even this Southern style recipe that we're talking about has it on there. I'm just saying we need to make it happen. So here we go. The debate will continue. And so will we right here. You're listening to Gridiron and Grits. It's Gridiron and Grits. I'm the Jinx Man. He's Johnny Smokes. We just got through arguing and talking back and forth. It is a friendly argument about butter beans. Butter beans and butter beans and lima beans and which ones are different. So I think we pretty much came to the conclusion that we don't have an answer yet, but we're closer than we have been. And uh, I think just for the... Look, just for the sake of the show, we're going to move on from talking about butter beans. We'll continue this another segment another day. But I'm, I'm tired of talking so, about man, butter we're beans. Done, we're done. With, I think we're done, done with butter now, beans. Hold on, Jinx. I got one more thing for you. Hold on right here. Weighing in at 330 pounds and wearing the stars and bars. Setting the undisputed four-round super heavyweight champion of the world, Butter Beans. Oh, man. You snuck that one in there. You threw some Eric Ace in there. Come on now. You threw Eric in there. I didn't know that's the butter bean we can talk about now. Come on, butter bean. I've eaten some good food at Butter Bean's place, too. If you don't know who Butter Bean is, then, um, well, first of all, you never watched boxing in the 90s and early 2000s. I'll say that. That's butter exactly Bean was around. Right. He, was, he was a big deal. Uh, literally a big deal. And, I mean, just, wow. Butter Bean, has a, he has a restaurant, and... Uh, up in, in North Alabama, North Jasper, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. yeah, he has a restaurant there. And I ate there years ago, a different one over near the lake, but he put one in town there in, in Jasper and uh it's some good food. He knows how to he knows how to cook it up. Yeah, just before we get too far out of it, that was Michael Buffer with the call there. Um <laughs> yeah, thanks, his, his his brother Bruce uh does the the uh, UFC stuff these days. Uh-huh. Um, it, have you heard uh, I am not I know I'm changing subject. Have you heard that story? The Bruce and Michael Buffer story. No, we may get into that next segment because it's okay. very, very interesting. All right, Same and that. ties ties to boxing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the Butterbean restaurant is uh, it's it's really it kind of started out as like a like a barbecue theme, mm-hmm. um, and that's where you really ate yeah. a lot of it. Sure, um, and now it's kind of turned into like a steak, like a steakhouse bar and grill type mm-hmm. type food. Now they still got barbecue, yeah, but they also have a big burger. Very big burger. You got a steak special too. That's what I like. Yeah, for steak and tater. Yeah. So Butterbean, man, Butterbean is—he uh, was a legend, and um, for many for many years, just fun to watch. He made boxing fun when it wasn't fun. Yeah, well, so that like you're talking about, there was a time when when boxing wasn't fun. Yeah, um, it was more about the money than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, even more than the entertainment. Yeah, and there's big money in boxing, still big money in boxing, but during that time. 
there was those four the tough man contest. Oh yeah, four one minute rounds, and basically it's mono e mono buddy e buddy. You hop in that ring, and we got four minutes yeah, against and, each other, and they're just going. There is no form. There's no structure. They just wailing on each other. And um, so we were watching a thing about Butterbean, and how many did they say he won? Twenty six. I think tough that, yeah. man champions. You know, and so yeah. through the. Through the once they started the tough man competitions, they started having the tough man tournaments, mm-hmm. and so Butterbean would come out and just obliterate everybody in those tournaments. And we're not talking about like a physical specimen of a man. We're not talking about as far as uh, you think about bodybuilders and and you know ripped abs and and coming in there showing off their their giant muscles. This is no Deontay Wilder no, type sir. fighter. This is a horse that you see on the offensive line of a local high school football team. He looks like a butterbean. He literally does. Now, that is not how he got his name. No. He said he went on a diet one time at work. And, you know, when you're working good, hard, tough manual labor jobs, you got to keep it light mm-hmm. uh, to, to have, have a little fun. And he'd, he'd been on a, what was it, chicken and butterbean diet? Chicken and butterbean diet. Chicken and butterbean diet. And uh, when he... Uh, when he brought that for lunch, they started calling him Butterbean at work. But now he does look like a Butterbean. He looks just like a, a Butterbean. <laughs> he's a, a little, he's a bald fella. He's short in stature. Uh, you know, compared to like, it's you, a wonder they didn't call him Butterball. <laughs> you're right. You're right. He's round. He's a he's a he's just a round ton of fun when it <laughs> comes. To, I mean, it's like, <laughs> round ton he of is, fun. man. He's just a he's a he's he's as big around as he is tall, and uh, he was when he when he was fighting. Yeah, and uh, just. Looked like a butterbean, literally. Looks like it looks like a chubby baby is what it looked like, uh, except he was a grown man that could knock you out. And his punches, yeah, were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard people talk about uh, George Foreman's punches in the seventies. I said it felt like a mule kicking you. Is what it felt like. Right. It was just and butterbean very similar. Yeah, we even it, it, one of the specials that we watched, which I think we'll get into this. We'll, I want to talk about the special, uh, but one of the specials that we watched, like there were people that have fought. Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. and they said they did not want a punch from Butterbean. Man, that's saying something. That is saying a lot. Yeah. So, so. Butterbean, Butterbean is uh, in years since in recent boxing, years. Yeah. In recent years, he, you know, he continued to he, he didn't lose any weight uh, no. for a long time, and and his health began to decline. He he went through a lot in, in the ring and and just in life in general, and uh, he uh, got out of shape, terribly out of shape. To at one point, he was. In a in a in a uh, what do you call those uh, carts that you ride around in like a uh, motorized cart? Yeah, motorized chair. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was in. Yeah, and uh, that brings us to what we're going to talk about today a little bit. Oh, and so sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. That was Siri jumping in on that. Siri, leave me alone. I'm talking. I'm, we're doing a radio show she, here. I found Butterbean on the web. <laughs> so no, anyway, um, yeah. So in recent years, he's he's been, um, you know, just. Just in bad shape. A shell, get around. Of, a shell of the man he once was. As That's far true. As just stature, and especially all. Yeah. as an athlete, mm-hmm. um, couldn't walk around. And and it, like like you you alluded to, Steve, he was in one of the he was in like the little road around motor motor around chairs where yeah. you motorized just, scooter. Yeah, you just sit on it and, and ride around in it. Um, and and he still did events. He would still do like appearances, you know, at some of these Comic Con shows and and that kind of thing. I ran into him one time at the Mobile Flea Market, yeah. selling, selling knives and autographing stuff. He yes, he he would make pins, knives. He was doing razors at one point. That was mm-hmm. just a hobby of his. Yeah, and um, 
And and so he, but he'd have to sit in that chair. He'd have to stay sat all the time. Mm-hmm. And he got to where he almost couldn't walk. Yeah. Um, and so it just so happened that he he got to its wit, his wits end, and one of his former promoters called him and said, "Hey, I've got a program for you. You need to go talk to my buddy Diamond Dallas Page. What? He's he's uh, that there's a documentary that he helped Jake the Jake the Snake." Um, and Jake the Snake lost some weight and went to rehab and kind of gotten clean. I don't know what's happened in recent years with that one, um, but there is he 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 comes out and and says, "Hey, you need you need to go see DDP. You need to go see Diamond Dallas Page." So last week we talked about wrestling a good bit. We we talked about, and one of the one of the biggest stars in wrestling during the heyday of of WCW and WWE and those wars back in the nineties and two thousands was Diamond Dallas Page. He was he was a big star. He had a diamond cutter was his finishing move, and uh, is that right? And, yes. And and it was sort of similar to the to the uh, to Stone Cold's uh, finishing move, and so it, it was just. But yeah. he was just a big star, and since then, Diamond Dallas Page began doing, which is not common to wrestling or anything that a man would just go. Yes, yoga, right? Yoga. I, I just, I mean, when I first heard Diamond Dallas Page is doing yoga, I was like, what? But then I did watch how he worked with a very, very uh, just down and out Jake the Snake Roberts. I mean, just on the verge of dying. I mean, just really just as low as a person can get health wise. He, he took him and he was, he was an alcoholic, a drug, drug user, mm-hmm. bad abuser. And, and he took, he worked with him. And through this yoga began to to transform this guy's life um, as far as physically and, and mentally to a different person. And so moving past all that, that's kind of the back knowledge I had to this when I heard about Eric or also Butterbean and what he was doing. Yeah. And so so I think he finally decided. I think what I'll do is I will uh, I'll go see DDP. Okay. And so DDP invited him up, basically, you know, kind of gave him the whole speech. Like, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. If you're not, you're not. You're not going to waste my time. And so uh, he started working. Mm-hmm. He started working hard. Yeah. And basically, I mean, they're, these are like kind of calisthenics type exercises, mm-hmm. weight versus weight. You're basically just using your body weight. You're mm-hmm. not using uh, any kind of other, you know, strength training or circuit training. Uh, on machines or anything this yeah. is just you versus yourself basically mm-hmm. and um and so he he had lost some weight and they figured out that he needed some surgeries yeah to to be able to kind of recover um and so his next goal was to lose enough weight to have the surgery it was a hip surgery right it was a hip surgery yeah, yeah. but he was too heavy and out of shape that they wouldn't do surgery the, the doctors wouldn't even look at him yeah man so um, and we won't, I, d- I don't want to ruin it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, you know, it, it's, there is a, uh, there is a video. I think it's about 18 minutes long. Yeah. There's a video on, um, YouTube. Where did we watch it originally? I think Butterbean actually posted it on his yeah, you, Facebook page. Yeah, you so saw if, it you, on his page. if you, if you look him up, you can kind of see it, but, uh, you can also search, uh, DDP yoga in YouTube and find it. And uh, it's about an 18 minute video of how. Uh, the transformation from Butterbean, a boxing legend at one point, to that goes to a wheelchair at one point, mm-hmm. and then kind of recovers, and uh, he's uh, he's coming back for one more fight. <laughs> That's so crazy, man. So so we so we around town here. Uh, we're in, when we're in Jasper. That's where we we both reside in Jasper in that area. And so when we're in town, 
there's a chance you might run into Butterbean or something. We've seen him around, and, and obviously, um, John grew up in a in a or went to school in a community that he was was I guess from. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we grew up knowing his kids and kind of kind of growing up with them. Um, mm-hmm. One was uh, a year older than me, and one was a year younger than me. So yeah. or a couple of years younger than me. So when you, when you know, but being a boxing fan, and I was, I was a big boxing fan um, back, I guess the wrestling and boxing kind of tied in together to me and I'm a big Rocky fan. So from there, I was like, I got to watch, you know, back in the uh, Roy Jones and, and De La Hoya in those days, that that's when I really got into it. But man, to watch Butterbean fight was amazing. And, and to see this transformation, it'll, it'll get you teary. Yeah. And you know, for, for us younger people, he was on the, uh, the jackass movie, the, the, the television show with Johnny mm-hmm. Knoxville. And mm-hmm. so. Uh, there were some, you know, some scenes there that he did that really kind of helped make him a legend. Well, that's more Butterbean than you probably wanted to get today, but you're getting it anyway right here on Gridiron and Grits. We'll come back in just a moment and get into some college basketball and much more, maybe even the buffers. It's the greatest combination known to man, sports and food. Don't go anywhere. Gridiron and Grits is still cooking. today it's jinx man and johnny smokes and i'm telling you right now we're ready to rumble stumble just like rumbling from michael buffer i don't know i just i get excited when i hear that i don't even know what i just said but i do know this michael buffer has got the voice when it comes to getting ready for any kind of big event when you hear that voice you're ready to fight you said we were gonna be rumbling stumbling rumbling, just like michael buffer (laughs) i don't know what that was listen we've had uh we talked about announcers today this has been like the announcer show we talked about eli gold a lot yeah why did we do that i don't know it just happened and then we talked about uh you know butterbean a little bit earlier we talked about butter beans a little bit yeah and uh now we're talking about another announcer that is is just worldwide known but he hasn't always been that way it kind of came from uh humbler beginnings i guess and all of a sudden you're hearing him everywhere on boxing and wrestling and across the world. And uh, he's Michael Buffer, but he has a brother named Bruce. That's also an announcer. Yeah. 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 So uh, people will know Michael Buffer. Okay. From, from the, let's from, get ready. Yeah. From the 90, I mean, from the nineties, he was everywhere. Everything, Obviously yeah. that clip we just played was from space jam <laughs> and he was all over that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, that that had Michael Jordan. Did those juggers just sit in the in the crib together as they were kids and just sit there with little megaphones and go rumble? And like, let's I mean, get ready to rumble. We're gonna be big announcers. Like, how do you come up with that? You I know? don't know. So anyway, um, but no, 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 no. From from what we understand, you know, Michael Buffer grew up in a family, mm-hmm. and he actually grew up Michael Huber. Michael Huber. Yeah. Okay. So he was he was in foster care. I think he. Was unofficially adopted. Okay, they never actually changed his name on the paperwork. Yeah, the Hubers adopted him, but never changed his name. Right, and so when he um, when he went to 
Vietnam. The, the, yeah, he was in the military. So when he when he joined the military in the Vietnam era, you know, they looked at his birth certificate and said, sir, we don't know who Michael Huber is. Your birth certificate says um, that it's going to be Michael Buffer. And mm. you, stamp, boom, Yeah, you are going to be Michael Buffer from here on out. And so that's what he was. And I guess he liked it enough um, that he stuck with it even in the entertainment world when he started. Yeah. He didn't go back to Huber. Huber. Nothing wrong with Huber for all you Hubers out there listening, but Michael Buffer, I guess because we just know him as that just sounds better to us. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you jump ahead for a few years and you take a look and, and you go, wait, so if you're if anybody watches UFC, they hear the name Bruce Buffer. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, you connect. Well, I mean, I, I say, of course, I connected the two names in my mind. And I'm like, sure. all right, how We're are these both guys? announcers? Yeah. How are these guys connected? Yeah. We'll come to find out Bruce Buffer is the younger brother of Michael Buffer. Okay. All right. Okay. And if you dig deeper into that story, yeah, you find out that Bruce Buffer did not know he had a brother named Michael Buffer until he was 29 years old. <laughs> what? 29 years old. And he had, he'd already started a company. He said he had a company that he was running and doing some things mm-hmm. and, and uh, people at his business would ask, man, like, because you just don't hear the name Buffer, right? Yeah. And so people at his company would ask, like, are you are you kin to are you kin to Michael Buffer? How's that work? Blah 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 blah. And he said, uh, you know, after trying, he said, I, I called Don King's office, obviously one of the largest boxing promoters around. Called a few other promoters' offices, trying to figure out like who is this Michael Buffer? Am mm-hmm. I kin to him? Mm-hmm. Um, he said he actually had access to every phone book back in the day. Yeah, because of his business. Because of his business in in the in the country, and the only buffers in there were his family in Ar- Philadelphia. Yeah, around the Philadelphia. And so area. he he just couldn't find him. Well, sure enough, he got in touch with him, and he you know all this stuff was kind of happening. He asked his dad like, "Hey, who is this guy?" And his dad was just driving down the road nonchalantly looked over and said, yeah, that's probably your brother. <laughs> and the story was before his dad went off to war back in World War II era, uh, before that happened, he was married, come back home and he was divorced and never saw the son again after, after, after two and a half years or so. Yep. After about two and a half years old. So uh, he just lost contact and just happened to be about 20 miles from where the buffers grew up from apart from each other. And that's kind of a crazy story, man. Both of those guys, crazy successful, uh, crazy, uh, just they both have catchphrases. Now, now I know let's get ready to rumble. John is the catchphrase from Michael Buffer. I've heard that for so many years. You just heard it on the space jam thing. Let's get ready to rumble. But there's another for for Bruce Buffer, he's got a catchphrase too, right? Yeah. So uh, you know, in, in the in the story that uh, that I heard and that I, you know you and I've kind of listened to and read about is that he went on once he got in contact with Michael Buffer. Mm-hmm. He said, "Hey, let me be your manager. Listen, I'm I'm going to invest everything I've got. Yeah, he sold into his this. business and just got rid of everything and, and totally invested in his brother Michael Buffer and because he knew it would take off. He said, "I know we can. I can make a little bit of money. I can make him a millionaire, and we can go with this." Uh-huh. Well, at the same time, he said, "Hey, I kind of like the you know the the announcing business. I kind of yeah. like what's going on." And so he landed himself a little bit of a gig in the UFC later on, uh-huh. and then he has his own catchphrase. Okay. So let's right. uh, let's let's tune in a little uh, ESPN clip here. Thank you, ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. And now, Senoras y 
senores do Brazil <laughs> and UFC fans watching around the world live from the sold-out HSBC Arena in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. It's time! Oh, yeah, I remember that now. It's so, time. So it's time. That's his big... It's time. Dude, what do you think it would be like for you to... I mean, even one phrase. For you to coin a phrase and you to be able to stand in, in an arena of thousands of people and them to yell your phrase back to you. You know, it don't even have to make sense either. Like, it's time. It's get ready to rumble. Those are good. You know, I can see that. Yeah. They're very simple, though. There's nothing, but, like, fancy about that. I mean, two words. Yeah. Two words. So, I love food, and I love, I like, you know, a lot of different things. One of my favorite characters from my childhood and even later on in life was Bigfoot. So, maybe I just do this. Eddie Spaghetti! No? I, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I'm just saying, there's got to be something out there. Uh, maybe it's, uh, it's, um, uh, here. It's here. I don't know if that's going to work either. I don't know. Maybe. Well, it needs I, work. I'm not sure. About it might be a reason. Thing. It might be a reason that we're heard at six in the morning and, uh, right now, and we're not <laughs> announcing, <laughs> not announcing games for the uh, UFC. But yeah. You know, that's, it's really cool. That What a career, what a career in the sense that you get to go out announce people and that's your career yeah that's what you yeah. do for a living that'd be awesome that's a pretty sweet gig that'd be awesome and you got to keep those chops and, and you got to you got to be in shape with your voice you got to work it out but man i i can get used to that yeah i think i can make that happen wow well thanks for that story man. i didn't know that i never knew that till you told me about it yeah yeah, that's yeah pretty yeah. cool very cool story very cool story all right well look we well, got a little bit of basketball action to talk about brother today. we hey we're running it down we better get to it let's get to it. a couple of games today specifically you got tennessee taking on texas a&m that's a big game coming up tonight at seven o'clock you got georgia and auburn number 14 auburn um so auburn coming off a loss this past week and uh auburn trying to bounce back bruce pearl's been challenging the team this week Alabama coming off a, a real tight victory over Florida, which was a tougher Florida team than I thought they were going to be. Um, so those are all games that are that coming was off. that was a good game. I mean, just kind of keeping an eye, keeping an eye on it. That was that was a good game. Pretty crazy. Yeah, early in the week. Well, those are the games coming up. Uh, oh yeah, another one. Alabama this week uh, taking on a Kentucky team. Yeah, at three p.m. today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not, I mean, not too big of a game. Nah, but here's the deal. Alabama easy. currently ranked head of the Kentucky team. Ended yeah. uh, 13 and 17 or something of that nature. So, What do you think um, about the, the teams this year for basketball? I mean, have, you, have you thought about where yeah, we're going? In the, I can tell you this. Yeah. If, if Just like we talked about, man, if, if, if certain teams show up, Auburn's got a team that if they showed up, they're going to go deep in the tournament. Alabama's got a team that if they showed up, they're going to go deep in the tournament. Um, Nate Oates and Bruce Pearl. I mean, what more could you ask for? Really, yeah. what more could you ask for? As a, as an Alabama sports fan, if you're in the state of Alabama, mm-hmm. there's really nothing more than you can ask for than both of your teams kind of, you know, looking good. Um, so, who knows? We shall see. Yeah. I, look, we have not even delved into this, and we won't today because we're about out of time, but I haven't gotten into it. And I, it's a stigma. We're going to have to seriously have a whole segment on this one day because it does bother me a little. Maybe it's a little guilt for some reason in my head. I do not get hyped up about women's basketball at all and i know there's some great teams in the sec there's some great teams in our own state and i just i can't 
Why why can't I get into it? I don't it? know why you can't get into it. I, if you're not watching what's going on at LSU right now, I, I don't know where you've been. I know. That's, that's, that's all I got to say. I, there, gotta there are things happening at LSU. There are more points being scored than in, in the NCAA in women's basketball that's ever been scored. B- records are being broken by different players across the country. I'm telling you, man, women's basketball is, is definitely picking up. And I, I, I don't know where you, I don't know where you've been. Well, I can, you, I'll bring you back up to speed if you, you need me We're going to have to do that. Seriously, because look, I'm a fan of, of, of women's volleyball. I'm a fan of softball. I like, I like softball better than I like baseball. But for some reason, women's basketball just never has been something I've registered with, and I got to get back into it. Yeah, I think we can get back into it. We're, we'll definitely. I'll tell you what, the first segment of next show. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about women's basketball. We're gonna have to delve into this. You women's basketball fans out there, I'm not being a hater. I'm be, I'm being honest that I I need to be challenged to get into it. Well, I, going back to the LSU thing, a lot of drama. Yeah, a lot of drama going on at LSU, <laughs> and it's kind of it's kind of fun to watch. It's fun to get into. I don't want to dig into the to the deep dive depths of it. Yeah, but I mean, it's a multi. We might get to have a whole segment on what's happened in the off season at and then the starting season now at LSU. There you go. Well, folks, it has been a fun show. Thank you so much for being with us today. He's Johnny Smokes. I'm the Jinx Man. We'll be back next week right here with more of Gridiron and Grits. Thank y'all for being with us. And that's the ball game. The Jinx Man and Johnny Smokes are off to the locker room. Stay tuned next Saturday morning for more Gridiron and Grits.